This is Shays. Here's the jump hook. Is good. Sykes has it. Half court heat for the win. He got it. Baked it in for the win. And now we've got a battle. Kareem against Shays. Doug Moe trying to get his players back. They don't want a technical foul. They're still in a, in a lock here. Kareem has got a headlock on Shays. This is Shays and Higgins. This is Shays and Higgins. Brian Higgins with you. Danny along momentarily. Always get that Kareem clip to get us going. Saw three texts last night in the Dome. Was getting a little feisty between the uh, Orange women in Florida State. Tough loss for the ladies last night by uh, six. So the game really wasn't uh, that close. Orange actually had a, a chance for a seven-point possession left late in the game, but a, a three didn't go down after uh, a tech, but a tough one for the ladies trying to go for three in a row last night. They'll be back in action tomorrow night against uh, Red Hot Virginia Tech. That game tips off at 7 o'clock, so looking forward uh, to that one. Busy weekend, isn't it, in the Dome? Busy few days here. we got uh, women's hoops tomorrow night. The men are in there on uh, Saturday against Boston College. BC plays tonight, so I'll have eyes on their game against Notre Dame, and then a big lacrosse day in the Dome on Saturday. Looking forward to that. I'll be there for Houston, Maryland at noon. Gary Gates, Jersey retirement. Roy Simmons Jr. going into the Ring of Honor. And then the first women's lacrosse uh, jersey retirement. First men's lacrosse jersey retirement, for that matter. But the first uh, women's lacrosse jersey retirement uh, later that day with uh, Katie Rowan before the women take on Stony Brook at 4 o'clock. So uh, just get on out to the Dome uh, this weekend. Uh, just to put a bow on a little something they were talking about there on Orange Nation Overtime before we came on the air, where Govendo in the chat has won a chance to shoot the three-pointer. What's he shooting for, to win Duke tickets, I, I believe, if I was uh, listening to that part correctly before Polly started making bets with half of Syracuse? Um, last night, the, there were two basketball games in the Dome last night, one uh, more publicized than the other. After the women's game ended, the annual student media matchup of the Media Cup uh, occurred, WAER, the radio station, versus the DO, uh, the newspaper, and the, the good guys came out victorious last night, AER uh, with the win. So congrats uh, to my old stomping ground many, many, many years ago. So uh, my advice to anyone that gets in uh, this chance here in the Dome, if you're going to have a basketball in your hand, in the dome, one shot for anything, and you're not, you know, on the basketball team. The hoop looks suspiciously close to you due to the background of the first shot you take. A three pointer looks like it's a free throw. It is beyond peculiar when you are uh, staring toward the end. It'll be different when there's people there, but when you're playing a game in there, when literally nobody is in there, the basket looks like it's sitting in your lap. It is uh, beyond the most peculiar uh, sensation that you can occur when when shooting a basketball. So uh, for anyone ever that has a chance to shoot a ball in that dome for a chance to win something, that's my one piece of advice. Uh, you're going to need to shoot it farther than you think you need to, even though the hoop is quite literally the same distance away as it would be anywhere else. But uh, that is for Saturday uh, during the game of Syracuse and Boston College. What I got to see last night uh, was the women. Uh, strange game. I feel I've said that a lot this year. Uh, this was strange in a different way in that the first half was so tight. Or the yards got jumped earlier, down nine, rally back. Ten first-half lead changes. Basically, the entire second quarter is played in a one-possession ball game. Orange give up a late shot in the half, go to the locker room down four, and it kind of slid away. In the third quarter, which was uh, which was tough to see, then basically the whole it felt like the entire second half, Florida State was up by ten, and almost exactly ten. It was going you know eight to ten to twelve to seven to ten, and just kind of back and forth in that range. Orange made a couple of pushes, but could 
never really get back-to-back stops and scores uh, to make a move in Florida State. That was yesterday really Syracuse's last realistic chance to move themselves out of the bottom third of the league. Uh, there's a, a clear gap in the uh, wins and tiebreakers now between Syracuse currently in 11th and uh, Duke, who's a spot above in 10th. And now Florida State's gone three games ahead of the Orange in the league with uh, four games remaining. So uh, none of that's really uh, realistic anymore. The Orange are uh, basically, for all intents and purposes, locked into playing on the opening Wednesday down in Greensboro for the first time ever. And we'll uh, sort it out over the next couple weeks of uh, who and when. But as of the moment, they are sitting in the 11 spot and uh, Florida State uh, with a nice win in the Dome last night. Now, uh, I, I'm sure the same thing happened on my phone that did on many of yours out there. If you have any sports app of any kind that has notifications enabled on your phone, the amount of times my phone during our women's game last night uh, thought necessary to tell me that Coach K had left the game not feeling well was impressive. Like it was every single sports app in existence was telling me that Coach K uh, didn't feel well. So uh, he leaves the game. John Shire takes over. Duke and Wake Forest. Duke had the huge lead while this is going on in the first half. That goes away in the second half. And then you kind of put that out of mind. All right, here's John Shire. He's going to be coaching the team next year. Now, all of a sudden, he's got himself a ball game on his head. Uh, last play of the game, they they dial it up for Paolo Boncaro, and uh, it kind of got a little wacky there in the last few seconds. Under six seconds, goes to a long way from the basket. Boncaro gets by the Arabia. Boncaro for the Uh, or waving it off at one point, then got unwaved off. Debbie Antonelli with Reese Davis on the call there on ESPN. Debbie immediately jumped in and said, you can review it for basket interference. You always worry about the dunk on the last play of the game because uh, as opposed to the tip, it's got to be quite literally all the way out of your hands as those tenths are ticking down. So they go and uh, check the clock. Two tenths are left. Officially re- review that he was out of the cylinder. Eh, it was close. Uh, no basket interference, and Duke picked up the big win there. So hopefully Coach K is uh, okay. Second time this year, he's uh, either had to leave a game not feeling well or earlier this season missed a game while sick, and uh, very specifically was sick then. That was, what, late December, early January with not COVID was the Duke announcement at that time. So hopefully Coach K is okay, and uh, he'll be in the Dome now a week and a half from now. So that is uh, coming up on Saturday the 26th. But the BC game is before then, as is a lot of stuff. It's amazing. For as close as that Duke game is to right now, a week and a half out, the Arch have three games before then with BC, the Georgia Tech, and then the road trip to Notre Dame. So that that Georgia Tech postponement is, a, is really looming large right now because it is all crammed in uh, coming up here in uh, the next little bit with Syracuse and BC on Saturday. BC plays tonight, so the Orange will have the advantage of uh, uh, rest going into Saturday because BC has uh, Notre Dame uh, tonight. That game is in South Bend, so we'll see how the Eagles come out of that one as they're set at 4-9 in the league. Orange will look to sweep the Eagles on Saturday in the Dome. But Danny here, uh, just talking about that Duke game last night. And, uh, you know, I'm sure your phone was blown up as mine was when Coach K leaves the game uh, not feeling well. Then you say, okay, after the what, – what's weird is that I got many fewer notifications. I just happened to notice it on Twitter after how the game actually ended. Oh, what a crazy end of the game that was with the guy we've talked about a lot this year, Mark Williams, getting that tip 
put back dunk for a, a big Duke win last night. I know, especially at home, down to the wire. The place is going wild. Paulo Banchero with a big drive just rolls it out the front. When I first saw the play, I thought goaltending. Uh, but, boy, that ball just bounced half a ball without uh, to make it a good tip. I, I don't know that I've ever seen a closer call than that on the rim, uh, especially in that situation. But, you know, what an incredible finish. And you're right, Coach K going out, that was you know, the, the whole story. And, oh, by the way, they won at the end. Uh, yeah, and yeah, by the by, they won, and uh, that is officially a win for Coach K. Uh, Shire does not get half of that win. That's not how. That's not how that stuff gets uh, divided up. So he's still sitting on O and O all time. The tip dunk is a bold play there with the clock running down. You can uh, you can get caught and have the game accidentally end with the ball still technically in your hands in that situation. Exactly. I mean, like I said, I, I can't remember a closer play than that. As far as like I said, not just on the clock. Uh, but also you know, the, the ball not being out of the rim. I mean, it was hanging yeah. up there, uh, and it just squeaked just wide enough out to be a not, you know, not an offensive interference uh, a call. So, so you know, that one, I'm sure, was looked at 12 different directions. Uh, I, I guess it's a, you might as well go and tip Duncan back in, right? Because if you wait for it to really clear the cylinder, the game's going to be over anyway. So <laughs> then you're going to overtime. So you might as well uh, uh, go do something with it. All right, uh, we got to get to break here uh, pretty quick so we can uh, get back in time to get Benny Williams. He'll be joining us uh, in a few minutes before Arch basketball practice today. Before that, we can remind you that FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking new users up with an epic winner games bonus that does not include... Danny trying out the skeleton and sliding face first down a mountain. We'll, we'll get to that maybe in due time. But place your first bet on any winter game sport risk-free. That's right. New users get up to $1,000 back in site credit if your first bet uh, doesn't win. Hopefully you were not betting uh, yes or gold on uh, U.S. snowboarders. It was apparently the lowest United States uh, gold medal snowboarding hall going back to the first games of snowboarding in uh, 98. So that was uh, a minor disappointment for the U.S. on the mountains of Beijing. But you can bet on anything, the curling, the speed skating, no more snowboarding. That's wrapped up. Uh, the hockey, U.S. men got bounced last night. Uh, the women will be taking on uh, Canada in the gold medal game uh, sooner than later. That should be a good one to take it as well. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Use the promo codes Danny in the Qs, basketball in Utica, and go for the gold today. Promo codes are Danny and basketball must be 21 and over and president of new york first online real money wager only refund issued as a non-withdrawable site credit expires in seven days restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com gambling problem it's 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 break now benny williams when we come back it's shays and higgins here on qsportstalk.com at espn radio Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is Shays and Higgins. All right, rolling along here. Shays and Higgins. On a Tuesday, Brian Higgins, Danny Shays with you. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. If it was Tuesday, we would not be talking to our next guest because we talked to Benny Williams on Wednesdays. Benny, kind enough uh, to join us for a few minutes here before uh, practice coming up today. Benny, how uh, goes it here on this Wednesday for you? Hello? Hey, Benny. How you doing here on Wednesday getting ready for uh, practice today? I'm good, man. Just... Looking forward to this practice over the next couple of days, trying to get ready for Boston College on Saturday. 
Nice. So, Benny, you've got uh, obviously we got the news uh, playing after a game with uh, Jesse out, and you know, so a little, little deeper into the rotation. So, tell me about tell you know, how you're approaching these games now, uh, with uh, you know a role. Hopefully, you know, at least some room there to to increase your role. How is that changing what you're doing out on the court? Um, my agenda really hasn't changed. Um, pretty much just focusing on what I've been doing and. I feel like if I keep doing those things, more playing time will come. Um, I think Frankie did an excellent job on Saturday against Virginia Tech. So in that spot, playing, I think, 37 minutes or something like that. I mean, just for him to be able to play that uh, many minutes, not being used to it, and grabbing 15 rebounds was huge for us. All right, Benny. Let me let me take you back to a week ago. Uh, so y- you guys obviously were aware that you know Jesse did something uh, during uh, during the BC game. You didn't know how serious it was. H- how did you guys hear the news from Jesse that he would be out for the year? And uh, how tough was that in the locker room when you hear one of your guys goes down like that? It was it was weird for me because I had no idea he was hurt. Like I knew that it was an awkward fall. So I was. Had just left from class and I actually had walked, um, like seen Jesse from afar. And then I got on the bus and I seen on Twitter that, like, he was out for the season. Like, I was just scrolling and I seen out for the season. It was, yeah, it was definitely devastating for our team. But, I mean, we've been through many ups and downs through the season. There's nothing we can't, we can't get to. Well, yeah, that's kind of like finding out you got traded on Twitter uh, or on the news, which, yeah. which a lot of the NBA guys have seen. Uh, so now you're coming to the you know the home stretch. Uh, you've got the you know the next two is kind of one group with the two teams behind you in the standings, and then of course you got the big finish with the four teams ahead of you in the standings. Still looking at it a game at a time. How do you guys get prepped now for you know for the big finish, especially since you've got all those games back to back? Um, we're going into every game the same way, just trying to win. Um, I think these next couple of days of practice, we were off yesterday, so today, tomorrow, and Friday's practice is going to be really intense, just trying to get ready for Boston College. Um, just trying to execute plays more, um, rebound more, run the floor more, stay in shape, just trying to stay with what we've been doing. How many this week of practice, especially since you don't have, you know, you usually play on Tuesday or Wednesday, you don't have a game there uh, this week. Did, did you guys get to work on any more big picture stuff where you didn't have to, you know, do a specific game plan for BC this week? How do you handle that in practice when it's uh, not going toward a game like usual? Um, we had practice on Monday. It was really intense. Um, orange team really got off to the blue team. Blue team really got off the orange team. Um, it's pretty much the same practice throughout the season, so nothing's really a change, even though like it's a week off. So then you'll be battle tested. You've got Duke coming in, and for you coming in as a freshman, you, you're finally going to get to experience the dome in its full grandeur. Uh, yeah. You know, anticipating the giant crowd. Uh, you know, Duke Krzyzewski's final game with Duke. Uh, that's got to be an exciting thing to look forward to. Yeah, um, I mean. I, if you talk to any kid, they'll tell you even they've been watching Coach K since they were a kid. So to be even a part of his last game, even if you're on the opposite end, is crazy. Coach K's a legend. Jim Bayon's a legend. To play in that game between those two for their last time is going to be crazy. I'm sure you saw the highlight last night, Benny, of that, that Duke win. Mark Williams getting the dip-pack the dunk there right at the buzzer. Uh, take yeah, me through yeah. a play like that from a player's perspective to, to beat the buzzer like that. 
Yeah, Mark Williams, man. I mean, I've been playing since against Mark since middle school. Mark has always been like always one of the tallest kids and one of the more skilled kids. Like I'm, he's having a great season. He had um, some struggles at the beginning of last season. Really came on towards the end, and now he's he's really playing like at his best. And yeah, that game was crazy. Like I watched, um, I seen that, but I was watching the like the first half. Yeah. Very so, cool. so, all right. So you're getting off to practice here. Get a good workout in. What uh, so at this point of the season, you know, how, you take a little extra relaxed time because you've got these uh, games coming back to back, or you know, what are you doing for fun now that it's it's warming up, right, Brian? It's it's getting to be pretty balmy out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing really has changed. I mean, pretty much just school, tutoring, basketball, like practices, workouts, and. Um, I've been watching a lot more like Netflix, like TV shows, um, YouTube, basketball highlights. Just taking more time to myself. What's what's your show now, Benny? What do you, what are you binge watching? So I just finished Ozark, but I'm looking for a new one. If you have any uh, suggestions, let's see. What what can I what can I give you there, Benny? Um, I, I have not done Ozark yet my, myself, so I, I gotta I gotta do that. At some point, I, I don't know if you've ever gotten into the Breaking Bad universe, Benny, but I, I got oh, very excited the I, I other day when they finally yeah. announced. Okay, so you got to do that, and I'm I'm a Better Call Saul guy, which is the spinoff series. I got I got excited the other day when they they finally said when the final season is starting. So I, I'd send you that way, Benny. You're not gonna you're not gonna go wrong with that. All right, appreciate you. <laughs> Very cool. So, uh, so Benny, what's so what's on the calendar today? What time do you guys start? How long do you think you're going to go? Um, we start at four. Today is Wednesday. We play Saturday. We'll probably go for up to an hour and a half. Our practices during the season don't go past an hour and a half. So, I think we'll go the four hour and a half today. Yeah. What do you think it'll be like here? You're getting ready for a team you've already played, and it was very recently. I mean, so not a lot. I mean, besides, obviously, Jesse's injury on your side, but not a lot for them has changed during this time. What do you think that does for a game prep for a game, quite literally, you just got ready for a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I think the game prep will be very similar. Um, yeah. I mean, we we prepare the, the same way for um, every team. I mean, the only thing that really changes is the scout. Um yeah, we'll prepare the same. Uh, well, Benny, I was at IMG last night for a game, so uh, yep. uh, you know, was it was in the old home hometown for you there. Uh, yeah. So, how, how are you seeing the difference between you know because that was a you know kind of a college level experience, right? You're living in a, a dorm type situation, playing with the team. Uh, you, you know, school is is you know pretty much uh, uh, you know isolated there and. Uh, and then you're you're working out. How are you how are you seeing that transition from uh, from IMG? I mean, what a, what a fantastic campus for an athlete. Yeah, yeah, it definitely lives up to the hype and um, all the facilities there. The thing about it, everybody sees all the facilities, but not all the kids use it. If you use the facilities, you'll definitely see a benefit from it. And that's I think I take that away. Um, like working with Coach Urban, the mental conditioning coach, um, getting in the ice tub. This, we, I mean, there's two weight rooms. Um, even even though they're on the other side of campus, you're you're living right in the middle of everything. So like you have all the resources 
And that's pretty much what it is here at Syracuse. So it really wasn't much of an adjustment as far as that aspect. What was it like for the uh, the high school aspect of that, Benny, where uh, we were talking about this yesterday, where quite literally everyone you're going to school with is a big-time athlete one way or the other, be it you know the, the football teams down there, basketball. Uh, I know we've got lacrosse players from up there. There's tennis. There's golf. There, there's the whole deal. When literally the whole campus is, is is trying to do the same thing. What What's that like in a high school side of things? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you, can, you would obviously say Syracuse is a basketball school, and people – People tend to think that IMG is a football school, but it's really like a tennis school. Like those kids up there already have like sponsorships. So you know how IMG is sponsored by Under Armour? Like they already have their sponsorships, so they're wearing like Nike and Puma and like all their stuff that like these brands are sending them at 16 years old. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, cool to catch up with you here uh, for for a few Benny I think uh, we'll turn you loose so you can get out uh, to practice today have a good one and we'll catch up again next week alright thank you that is uh, Benny Williams joined us here uh, every Wednesday and uh, I, we'll hit kind of your experience on uh, IMG maybe a, a little bit later in the show uh, Danny but that's kind of interesting I, I think we alluded to the tennis yesterday and that's one of the ways that whole deal got started down there That that's got to be a very different kind of high school experience from what anyone might think of, of just, you know, going to high school. Well, what's so amazing about it is, uh, you know, you mentioned tennis. It started as the Nick Boletary Tennis Academy. Uh, right. It's even on Boletary Boulevard. Andre Agassi uh, was huge there. Monica Sellers. You know, those are the ones who kind of put it on the map uh, and then just continue to grow and grow into the other sports and, a, and a, uh, you know, fantastic sports facility. It's like driving into a college campus. Uh, and uh, uh, But the kids are there for the sports, as you mentioned. It's not a school you go to to go to school and, oh, wow, look at all these athletes around. It's, it's a full-time academy for that. And, uh, and, and that's what they're set up to do. So you're seeing that what we're seeing really in the high schools, the trend is that very few of the star players in many of the sports are staying in public school for four years. It's just, uh, you know, too hard to get seen when you're the one big fish in a, in a small pond somewhere. Coaches having to find a guy here or a guy there when they can go to a tournament at IMG and see 12 teams, each with five D1 level players on it. You know, and so all the star players are kind of go to, are going out of the public schools into these, you know, prep type programs. IMG is one of the most well known, but uh, you know, you know, Buddy, you know, Buddy Beheim left. You know, James Oldewitt went to Brewster for his senior year, and you're just seeing that you know more and more is kind of the rule, not the exception. And so uh, last night I got to see. We'll talk more about this. Got to see Syracuse's two other recruits play, and uh, we'll. Uh, Talk a little bit about that experience and and just you know being over there and, and seeing that in action. It, it's quite the machine. Yeah, Justin Taylor and Kadir Copeland down there right now. Danny can tell us uh, what they did last night. We'll do that when we come back. How about that? We'll hear a little from uh, Jim Beheim as well on the opposite end of the spectrum, talking about uh, the old guys and the, those Ivy League guys maybe going for a fifth or sixth year and how it pertains uh, to Jimmy Beheim. So we'll do both of that when we come back. Shays and Higgins here rolls along on a Wednesday. It's QSportsTalk.com at ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is Shays and Higgins. This is Shays and Higgins. Glad to have you along here on this Wednesday afternoon. Talking a little hoops. Getting you through the week. 
Said my week, I'm between women's hoops games and the loss last night in the Dome by six to FSU. Playing a very good Virginia Tech team tomorrow night at uh, 7 o'clock. So looking forward to that one. And uh, potentially the favorite to win player of the year in the ACC this year. And Liz Kitley, the star center for the Hokies. So we'll have that one uh, tomorrow night right here with Orange Pregame at 645. But uh, Danny, as uh, teased there, you were down at IMG Academy last night with your son and got to watch some basketball and uh, how about it? You get to also see a couple of future Orange get to play in the game. Exactly. Two uh, next year commits, uh, Justin Taylor and Kadir Copeland, uh, both played. It was an uh, uh, interesting game to watch. I mean, they're, they're big you know, college-sized guards, 6'6", six, six, uh, bouncy and athletic. And, uh, you know, the team was in a little bit of a turmoil. They've had a bunch of injuries. All their bigs were out, uh, so they had to go down to seven guys. So uh, we ended up uh, beating them pretty handily. But, uh, uh, but all in all, it was, uh, it was fun to watch them play. You, know, you can tell they both have a ton of talent and ability. And, uh, uh, you know, it was, was so interesting there. You know, Brian and I, you and us were just talking over the break. You know, a lot of the kids are committed, right? It's, you know, certainly those two are. So it's really about featuring the kids who are still looking. So... Uh, you know, their roles weren't, uh, you know, let's go out and get 50, right? It's, it's let's, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, let's play good team ball and, and make sure everybody gets a look. So that's, uh, but it, like I said, interesting to see them play and, uh, in a live game, not just, you know, not just highlight reel. So, you know, we watch what they're doing off the ball, how they're moving. Uh, Justin just coming off a little jammed heel injury, so he was getting back into it. And uh, uh, real good shooter, good range on his shot, you know, good, you know, good, uh, uh, good mechanics. So and it was great to watch him. You know, got to spend time. His mom was in town. Uh, they have a big tournament this weekend. So dad and sis are coming down for the weekend. And uh, so we got to uh, grab a quick breakfast and uh, uh, catch up with them and, you know, look forward to, you know, maybe getting over there again to spend a little more time with them before the end of the season. Uh, and Danny has uh, managed to book us a guest for tomorrow. So Justin Taylor will be joining us on the uh, show tomorrow. Looking to catch up with the next orange uh, shooting guard. And uh, tell us what you saw out of Justin specifically. What, what kind of player are the orange getting uh, from from the reports? It, it sounds like uh, he's uh, the next in the line of the three-point shooters through here. I like his game. Like I said, great shot mechanic. Big and bouncy. Big, strong. 6'6". Six, six, uh, you know, super athletic kid. Uh, like a you know, real good, real good shot mechanics. He nailed a couple of threes early, and uh, you know changes ends you know, super quick defensively. So I think he'll be you know kind of a, a you know a very kind of prototypical two guard. You know long, you know quick, you know jumper, and uh, you know good long range shooter. So you know I think he'll be a nice fit for this team. And then uh, what, what did Kadir bring? What, what's his uh, kind of game? Another you know long line of the tall, lanky orange guards. <laughs> Exactly. Again, six five, six six, long arms, good, you know, good handles, uh, you know, real good against pressure. Uh, so I think he'll be more of that prototypical point guard uh, that we're used to seeing as he develops. You know, that uh, you know, a little bit taller, longer, uh, you know, good distributor, and uh, you know, an aggressive player. So, so I think that uh, they're going to be a nice tandem moving forward. And they're roommates, so they're, they're spending a lot of time getting to know each other. Uh, and we'll we'll see uh, whether that's good or bad after you're cooped up for a COVID year. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's been uh, it was fun watching them play live. Like I said, I had uh, you know a lot of good uh, good bouncing athleticism. They definitely look like college guards, uh, college level guards. So uh, sort of looking forward to their development. Uh, that's good to hear, Danny. You're now officially a recruiting analyst, so you can add that to the resume. You you you've broken into the sphere here. You're breaking it down. 
Excellent point. And because they're already committed, I don't think I violated any regulation. So that's even more important. No. Uh, like, well, once they sign their names, you... I'm good. Yeah, I can you talk can talk to them. To them so that, uh, that was good. And uh, so, you know, told them from stories of the old days, uh, opening of the Dome, you know, the, those first couple of years, uh, what Coach Beheim was like, uh, you know, 50 years ago. And, uh, you know, so it was, uh, uh, especially Justin, he was really kind of tuned into, you know, into all that. So uh, he was telling me about his visit uh, when he got to come up and spend some time off the court with Coach Beheim. Okay. And to, you know, how that was so much different than watching him on the court. Uh, you know, so he really got to, you know, see Coach in his natural habitat, uh, as it were. And, uh, and that was a real determiner. Looking at sports management, uh, you know, turns out a good buddy of mine runs the school over there. Uh, Rick Burton, who you may know, and uh, give Rick a little little shout out. So, uh, and he was very impressed with that part of the visit as well. So, it, it it was interesting that the things that really impressed him about his visit here were not only the dome and a big crowd. Uh, yeah, the sports management program very well uh, regarded, and uh, certainly has been uh, on the move here in the last uh, few years as uh, rankings and all that stuff involved. So, uh, we'll talk to Justin on the show uh, tomorrow. Can hit on all, all that stuff uh, with him. You could have been working NIL deals with him too, Danny. I mean, it, talk about rules and all that. There are no rules anymore. You, you can get down there and do whatever you want with these kids. <laughs> Everything well, is now currently uh, legal, to my understanding. Exactly. I didn't want to overstep, so uh, <laughs> I didn't. You know, so yesterday he's doing it gratis. So we're not we're not throwing him anything. Don't know where the lines are, but uh, no, he was happy to get on and uh, uh, and have a quick chat. So uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get get a good visit with him tomorrow. All right, and uh, so those are people, like, it's funny, with, with current high school seniors, I know exactly what their eligibility is. They'll, they'll show up to college, and they will have five years in which to play four years of basketball, and, uh, you know, however long they stay, or transfer portal or whatever, that's a different story. People that are currently in college, I have no idea how many years any of them have in eligibility left because of the COVID stuff and the transfers and all of that. Uh, we're still trying to figure it out specifically with regards to players that were in the Ivy League that had uh, their last season uh, canceled. Uh, Jim Beheim has talked much about that, and he addressed it earlier this week on the ACC teleconference. Wouldn't get the waiver. Everybody in the country last year got to play and get an extra year. So the Ivy League didn't get to play. So I would think any player from the Ivy League should get the year, and it should be supported by the Ivy League, and I don't, I don't know that it is at this point in time. I don't think anybody's asked them, but from what I know, they're not supporting that. I don't know why they wouldn't. Uh, and it's not clear to me that, you know, that Jimmy wants to play another year, but I want him to have that option if he would like to play another year, and I think every player from the Ivy League should have that option. They were not allowed to play last year, and it just makes no sense that everybody else got an extra year, and they're not. So, I, I don't understand it. Uh, I'd say none of us understand any of it at this point would be the, the simple answer to what uh, Coach said there. And I'll, I'll say this. We talk about five years to play four and all the stuff that goes into normally. The Ivy League didn't subscribe to that to begin with. Uh, in the Ivy League's mind, you had four years to show up and go to school. And if you happened to play sports in the time that you were there, that was great. And if not, that was equally the same. They don't care. So, uh, honestly, no, I don't think the Ivy League cares one way or another about that at all because uh, they've spent the last uh, his you know last hundred years going out of their way telling people they don't care about stuff like that. 
Well, and you're right on. That, that's the exact point I was going to make. They don't emphasize sports as a thing. It's kind of, it's almost in the category of extracurricular activities or club or that kind of thing. And, uh, uh, you know, clearly they have programs that, that, you know, make money and they're team for things, and one of them goes to the NCAA tournament. Uh, but overall, they do not emphasize sports as a reason for going to an Ivy League school. So I, I can't, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of the other point of view, I can't imagine them going to bat for their students to play the extra year because again it's just not something that ivy leagues are are set up to do you know and that's uh wasn't quite a hundred years actually 50 uh uh, you know that change was i think happened in the mid 60s where they went from scholarship to to not and uh uh, but still 50 years might as well be 100 it was it still predated coach Beheim, which uh uh which i think is is kind of the beginning of time in in syracuse in syracuse (laughs) years uh, but no, like I said, I'm, I'm not at all surprised that the, the Ivy League is not stepping up uh, to assist just because, like I said, there's, uh, sports is just not a thing you go to the Ivy League for. Well, it, I mean, it's the thing. Like, Ivy League schools, I mean, it's for years. Uh, you cannot get a fifth year. Like, they don't do uh, medical red shirts. They don't do non-medical red shirts. You, you have four years. But... The, it being the Ivy League, there are weird little loopholes that they have been known to use from time to time. Um, I, obviously, you talk about now, it, are they competing at Syracuse's level in basketball? Uh, no, but in lacrosse, uh, yes. A few years ago, Rob Pinnell, who was one of the great lacrosse players of the last uh, 10, 15 years or so, it was his senior year. A f- few games into his senior season, he got hurt. He was out for the season. So how did he get another year? He unenrolled from school to avoid graduating. <laughs> so he got a fifth year by just not completing his fourth year. Uh, so th- there have been uh, little uh, tricks around that. I know people were wondering if uh, uh, Jimmy had done anything like that or any of the basketball players last year. No, Jimmy got his degree and they came up with a bunch of l- lacrosse players uh, last year. So there, there have been known to be a loophole or two, but but the Ivy's pretty much, all right, uh, you're a freshman, a sophomore, a junior, a senior, you graduate, and uh, you, you go on with life after that. Exactly. So uh, very different sports experience. So, you know, when I was coming out of high school, I looked at Princeton as one of my teams. The coach there, Pete Carrill, was a, was a nationally known, one of those old-timer coaches. And uh, Princeton was the dominant team in the, in the uh, Ivy at that time. It switched around a little bit. Uh, you know, Tommy Amaker going there has changed the, the balance of power a little bit. But, uh, you know, normally it's, it's, it's been kind of, you know, Princeton, Harvard. Uh, although we, there was an NBA player, Chris Dudley, in my era, came out of Yale. Uh, so every once in a while, somebody will sneak in. And, uh, uh, but, uh, and of course, the famous, uh, you know, more of the old timers, Bill Bradley, uh, Princeton grad, uh, U.S. Senator, all-star and champion with the Knicks, Rhodes Scholar, uh, uh, Rhodes Scholar out of Princeton. Uh, so there's, there's a few dotted throughout history, but, uh, but those are more the, certainly the exceptions on the basketball side. And uh, then, at least as far as it pertains to Syracuse basketball, and specifically uh, Jimmy Beheim, I think Coach Beheim made uh, maybe the most important point of all of that is that Jimmy himself has never actually said out loud he wants another year. So uh, I, I guess Jim is fighting the good fight for all all Ivy League athletes of all sports to be able to. And you know, the Ivy League athletes, you graduate, you're going to have a degree. So it, they, they can have the extra year of eligibility and head on out and go get a grad degree with it somewhere if uh, Coach Beheim... Uh, gets the better end of this with the NCAA. Exactly. But they're non-scholarship athletes anyway. So, you know, it's not like you're getting the fifth free year that you would, mm-hmm. you know, at a scholarship school. So it's whether it's, you know, whatever the fin- however you put the financial aid package together or whatever. Uh, but it's definitely a whole different mechanism going to an Ivy. 
Uh, though, uh, when you say non-scholarship with regard to Ivy League athletes, you need to wink while saying that. That's like non-scholarship, wink, wink. Non-sports, they, sports scholars, sports-specific scholarships. Yes. You're right. You uh, yeah, the, more the, precise. The, uh, the amount of them of that are writing checks to go to school. scholarships, exactly. Uh, yeah, they, they find a they figure out a way to, to figure that out. Like, if you get into Harvard, you're most likely not paying to go to Harvard. It's kind of the way. That's what happens when you have like a $30 billion endowment. Anywho, uh, that is uh, a little look at uh, where we're at with that and uh, the potential of Jimmy Bayon to get another year or not. Uh, nowhere near decided one way or another, but certainly something to keep an eye on because that's uh, setting aside Jimmy. It does affect the collegiate sporting career of you know, hundreds and hundreds of athletes that uh, had their season canceled last year. And most of those were primarily in the Ivy League, uh, regardless of sports. So uh, something to keep an eye on going forward. All right, let's take one final break. We'll come back and uh, wrap up the hour here on Shays and Higgins on a Wednesday afternoon on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is Shays and Higgins. You can be watching Shays and Higgins on QSportsTalk.com right now. That's where we are. We're on the radio as well. All about Central New York, ESPN Radio in Syracuse and Utica. Glad to have you along here on a Wednesday afternoon. Brian Higgins and Danny Shays with you. Danny, our final pre-All-Star break chance for NBA on TNT Thursdays on FanDuel Sportsbook is tomorrow. Just one game on TNT. It's the 76ers and the Bucks. so you want to wrangle out your same game parlay with the Sixers and the Bucks. Just a lot of Joel Embiid uh, stuff for the Sixers or Giannis who, Giannis who put up a 50 spot last night. So uh, figure out those two and how you want to do that. Perfect way to turn a small bet into a big time score. To win or lose, you're guaranteed to get 10 bucks added to your account. $10 back every Thursday. Win or lose with TNT Thursdays. If you're new to FanDuel, the promo codes are Danny here in Syracuse basketball in Utica, Danny, or basketball to make every moment more this NBA season. Must be 21 and over and present in New York. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable site credit. Expires in seven days. Max bonus 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? How about call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. It is the last pre-All-Star game one, Danny, and uh, you'll be out there uh, this weekend, uh, looking forward to, to those events. Uh, they revealed the NBA 75, uh, best 75-man team. Uh, when was that? A few months ago now. And uh, your dad was on the 50. Uh, your dad is on the 75. So uh, you get to go be a part of all that stuff, which should be a lot of fun. Exactly. I, I get to accept his honor. He was also right on the 25 team that people don't uh, oh. even remember. But I didn't know there was a 25. A, uh, yeah, they had a 25, the silver anniversary team. That was, uh, but only 12, so... Uh, back then, so yeah, so he's been on been on all three of those, and uh, great honor not only for you know, us as the family, but for Syracuse as a a former NBA city. Uh, so the the ceremony is, is probably going to be some kind of flyby because you're squeezing seventy five names into a ceremony gets uh, uh, gets a little dicey. <laughs> so we'll we'll see what they have in store there. But uh, All Star Weekend is such an extravaganza now, although it will be you know, COVID toned down. Uh, you know, compared to the usual, uh, but they'll still have uh, you know the All Star Saturday night. Looking forward to that as always, and of course the game Sunday where they're going to do the top seventy five ceremony. So looking forward to a, to a uh, hot weekend in Cleveland. Uh, you'll need to work on your crowd wave so that that goes off nicely for the the acknowledgement. Uh, you'll, you'll have to get that tuned up for Sunday. Yeah, I pulled up some Queen Elizabeth videos to work on the on the pageant <laughs> wave. You know the. 
you know, so I can uh, get up there and yes. uh, work on that. So, uh, so <laughs> we'll see if uh, I didn't quite go with the Miss America. You know, I didn't want to go with that one. I thought that was a little dicey or the heart thing. That's a little, you know, I'm not quite uh, hip enough for that. So, yeah, so I think I'll go with the Queen Elizabeth. Let me know how it works out. Uh, that's the classy way to go. It's all in the wrist. It's a slight wrist movement, so you, you got to get that done. And uh, she's been queen long enough. I mean, she was the queen when your dad was playing, so I feel it's uh, appropriate uh, for this anniversary weekend. Exactly. Almost from the beginning. <laughs> I think she only yeah. missed the first five years of his career. So uh, <laughs> after all that, so yeah, so uh, no, it's, it'll be fun. It's a uh, you know, good time to hang out with the old folks, old folks, uh, uh, with all my old era guys who are showing up. And again, because of COVID and everything being shut down, uh, even us former old guys, uh, what, can you be a former old guy or is that a little too much? Anyway, uh, you know, used to be all-star was our kind of annual reunion to hang out. So, uh, you know, now we'll be getting back to that. Because uh, I also used to run the Retired Players Association, so I've got a lot of friends uh, uh, through that. Uh, so, yeah, no, it'll be a g- good uh, good old uh, kind of that, uh, you know, homecoming weekend. I'd say you don't want to be filed under former old guy. That means uh, something went wrong. So uh, you don't want to be uh, labeled as that. So Danny will be out there on the weekend. We can talk about that on the back end on Monday. Tomorrow we're going young. Justin Taylor will be joining us, one of the future Orange uh, players, as we get you ready for next year. And then Syracuse and BC coming up on Saturday. On the block here is coming up next year on ESPN Radio.